You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. Hello, and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. This is Sam Brager, the podcast host and outreach coordinator for the Utah Lake Commission. And I'm super excited for today's episode, you guys. There is a really cool announcement that you're hearing about in the news today, hopefully. If not, you should go check out the news. And that is that the endangered June sucker, which is native only to Utah Lake, has been removed from the, or I guess it will be official in a couple of days, uh, but is being removed from the endangered species list and moved down to threatened. And today, to talk with us a little bit more about that, uh, we have a special guest, Chris Kelleher from Utah Department of Natural Resources. Chris, if you would, introduce yourselves to everybody, provide a little background so they understand why we brought you on today. For sure, Sam. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name's Chris Kelleher. I work with the Department of Natural Resources, and I'm the director of the Recovery Programs Office at the department. Uh, our office administers a state fund that is used to recover species that have been listed under the Endangered Species Act but also to fund activities to prevent additional species from being listed under the Endangered Species Act. My, uh, in my role at the department, I serve as the uh, director for the June Sucker Recovery Implementation Program, which is a partnership that was uh, formalized back in 2002, I believe, and uh, has has the two two goals one to recover the june sucker but to do that while allowing for continued water development and water use for human needs on the wasatch front so uh that's my role with uh june sucker i i've worked with june sucker for a long time sam i was a field biologist back in the early 90s and uh at that time we had fewer than 300 uh, individual old fish in, remaining in the lake, and uh, Utah Lake is the only place this fish occurs. And since that time, we've been able to develop a cap, captive brood stock and, and have been able to stock fish out in the lake and got numbers back. We've done a lot of habitat work uh, in the lake. We've done a lot of effort to control non-native fish, the problematic ones out there like common carp. And we've also done a lot of work to uh, to put flows back in the Provo River and Hobble Creek to benefit June sucker, but to also benefit the ecosystem as a whole. So that's kind of my role with the whole picture here, Sam. That's awesome, Chris. It's cool to see that, you know, you're somebody who's been involved both in the groundwork in the very beginning and out in the field up to trying to make sure that this program is administered in a way that can really have lasting effects. And and we're seeing that today, right? I mean, I think if I remember correctly, Mike Mills with the, the program once mentioned, I think, is this the fifth or the sixth endangered fish species to ever be recovered? Well, it's it's not recovered. Let well, me, uh, that's a good clarification. Great point. Sorry, moved from endangered to threatened. <laughs> right. So, so it's it's you know the the definition of endangered is in the Endangered Species Act really means that the fish is is near extinction, and and you know that's where June sucker was when it was put on the endangered species list. Now it's been downgraded to threatened it's still on the list but it's its status doesn't mean 
the threatened status doesn't mean it's faced with with imminent extinction. It means we've gotten over that hump and we're moving towards recovery. And it's a huge milestone for the program and the partners. And it just really demonstrates that all the efforts have been put that have been put in to to recover the June sucker haven't been in vain. And and we've got a lot of momentum. And and next step is to get it completely delisted. So uh, we're well on our way, and and this downlisting to threatened is a huge step along the path. And I love that you uh, love that you mentioned at the beginning there that you know not, not only are the efforts to help the June sucker, but it's also to allow water use. That's something that I had learned when I came on the job is that these efforts are not only to protect the species, but they're to ensure that we actually get to continue to use water as needed for residents. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss that. If the efforts were not made to protect the June sucker, water would then not be available for the needs that we have as residents here in the county. Is that right? Well, it would be much more complicated uh, because we have the formal June sucker recovery implementation program. And because that program continues to make significant progress towards recovery, it serves as the Endangered Species Act uh, compliance for for the June sucker. So as long as we continue to make progress towards recovery, uh, none of our other activities are, are like water development uh, are interfered with because of because of the endangered status of that fish. But we have to continue to make progress towards recovery for that to work that that way. For sure, for sure, and I appreciate you explaining on that. I know that's something that we we feel at the commission is really important for people to understand that there are, there are many benefits for this species as well as the lake as a whole and the residents who live around it. Um, I know that we've been really excited to see some of the habitat improvements, like the Provo River Delta project or the Hobble Creek uh, restoration, that are beneficial to all the species of the lake as well. And so it's been great to see uh, what all work's been done. Um, with your background having worked in the program so long, for anybody who's listening who may not be aware of this fish and the efforts have been done, you know, give me like your your elevator pitch version because I'm sure you and I could chat all day about yeah. these efforts. But your elevator pitch version for someone to catch them up, like what is exactly has been done since this species was listed as endangered in the 80s? Well, um, when I started working on June sucker, we didn't have uh, flow flows in the Provo River dedicated to uh, the fish. And uh, that was one big step that we we took with this program is getting water back into the river because this fish moves out of the lake in the spring and spawns in the tributaries and primarily in the Provo River. So we, we worked to get flows in the Provo River. We... Uh, we didn't have natural recruitment in the lake for a number of reasons, habitat, flows, uh, non-native fish. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, what we did was we took uh, natural spawn from, we spawned fish stream side, spawned, artificially spawned fish stream side in, uh, from, in the Provo River and took those offspring into the hatchery and hatched them out and and developed a brood stock that we've been stocking back into the lake. So our numbers are way up now compared to where they were uh, initially when we started working on the fish. 
Uh, we've done a number of habitat enhancement projects. We, we uh, several years ago, um, reconstructed the delta on Hobble Creek, which is uh, the fish have, have moved in and, and have spawned in that tributary. And it's a beautiful spot for wildlife viewing and fishing and hunting. I love visiting that location. Yeah, it's surprising how how nice that turned out. And that that Hobble Creek was was a twenty one acre project, uh, but it really set the stage for what we're doing on the Provo River now, and a large scale delta restoration project. And and the fish need that kind of habitat complexity, and and the the ecological characteristics that come along with it to really um, survive in their early life stages. And that's that's the intent of the Provo River Delta project. And we're really excited that that project's underway and uh, will be com- completed here in a couple more years. And we're anxious to see the fish um, do do what they'll do in that uh, new Delta system. And we're, we're hopeful that that'll be our step that moves us to where the fish can complete its life cycle in the lake system. And, and then we can eventually get it removed from the endangered species list uh, completely. Well, that's a great point too. And I know for those listening, if you're, you're curious about the Provo River Delta project, we've done a couple episodes on that and we will continue to include updates in our podcast as we, as the project moves forward over the next several years. So we'll make sure we link to those in the show notes. If you want to learn more about what Chris is talking about with the Provo River Delta project, but Chris, I love that you mentioned uh, that that project is kind of the next step for ongoing recovery that it doesn't stop here. You know, it's not enough that the the species has been downlisted from endangered to threatened, but there is more work to be done. So obviously the project, uh, the Provo Delta project is a part of that ongoing effort. Um, can you tell the listeners more uh, about the conservation efforts moving forward from here now that the, the species has been moved to threatened? What more work will be done? Well, the um, w- when it comes to conservation of our native species, there really isn't a finish line. We need to uh, we need to keep uh, doing good things for wildlife, especially uh, species like June sucker, where the lake has been modified so much from the way it was uh, historically and naturally. We've got uh, a lot of non-native fish species in the lake that compete and prey on June sucker. So we, we need to manage that fishery out there so that, uh, so that there's enough room for June sucker. Um, so we'll, we'll continue with non-native control uh, efforts out there of problematic species like uh, common carp and uh, in- illegally introduced northern pike. We'll continue to pl- provide water in the tributaries of Hobble Creek and the Provo River that uh, benefits everyone, uh, benefits the ecosystem, benefits the people that like walking on the trail. But it really is is what the fish need uh, to spawn in that in in the river. They they don't uh, spawn anywhere else. Um, so we'll continue with that. We'll we'll continue with our hatchery efforts and stocking until we get sufficient natural recruitment out of the the system that we no longer need to and that's 
really what the Prover River Delta is designed to do is give us that uh, the conditions that the fish need to complete their life cycle in in the lake system. Um, so those are those are the main things that that we'll be working uh, and continuing down the road uh, for this for the conservation of this species. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. And I know that uh, at our the Utah Lake Commission's most recent governing board meeting here in December, uh, Mike Mills with the June Sucker Recovery Program, who's now actually, I believe, with the Pro River Delta Project, um, but he actually shared a few more details on those updates of what the program is going to be doing moving forward. Um, so he does bring up that at that time, a couple of weeks ago, we were still waiting to hear on this downlisting, but uh, we'll definitely include the link to that video so that you can check out his presentation that goes a little bit more in depth on, on what Chris uh, has shared with us here today. Um, Chris, you know, as you mentioned, you know, since 1994, I believe you told me, right, is when you started working on the program. Yep. What, what does it feel like for you to have, you know, I, I, I know it's a, a lot of work from a lot of great agencies, a lot of great individuals and the support of residents, but how are you feeling right now hearing this news that it's officially being downlisted? Uh, it, it feels great. Um, you know, and, and it just, uh, demonstrates that, uh, if you get, get the right people together and really focus on, on recovering a species, you can get there, you can make it happen. Um, but it takes, takes partners and it takes, uh, a lot of effort, a lot of time, uh doesn't happen overnight but boy i tell you i you know from my my days as a young biologist 20 some years ago i would have you know it's i it's it's all i could have hoped for it happened surprisingly quickly once we got together and really started working on it Awesome. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on with us, Chris, today and talking about this announcement. And we look forward to continuing to share updates with our listeners. Um, anything else you would share with those who are interested in the June Sucker before we end here today? Well, um, you know, the June Sucker is one of uh, a lot of uh, species that we work on in Utah. And, uh, we work we work with partners to to maintain those species and and uh, a lot of it happens behind the scenes people don't realize uh the the effort that goes into to just maintaining our our native species uh that aren't hunted or fished and and uh they have value in the ecosystem and and they they have a role there that they play and and uh it's just uh it's it's something that uh, goes unnoticed a lot of times. Well, we're grateful for all the work that DNR and all the other partners that have been involved have done on this. And we know that the, the overall health of the lake has vastly improved as these efforts have been made to help along the June Sucker. So thank you, Chris, for coming on and sharing information with us. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Sam. I really appreciate it as well. For those who are wanting to learn more about the official downlisting, um, in the press release from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, it states that the final rule will be published in the Federal Register on January 4th, 2021, and is available for public inspection today in the reading room. So there's more links on that and how you can look into the documentation that's behind all this effort. But thank you so much for listening in. And if you have any questions about the June Sucker or the recovery program and its efforts, 
please feel free to send us an email at info at utahlakecommission.org. We'd be happy to talk with you about that. Um, definitely check out the links in the show notes to learn more about the Pearl River Delta Project. And thanks for listening in. If you heard something you liked in this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. While you're at it, take a second and share this episode with someone else you think would like it. Help us spread the word about the facts, fiction, and fun of Utah Lake. You've been listening to Utah Lake, facts, fiction, and fun. For more information and resources, visit utahlakecommission.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.